Welcome to the Vulnerable Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Almeida. Each week, we'll share the inspiring story of someone who has faced their share of vulnerability and been able to find success and fulfillment. We hope all our stories will help you find the strength within yourself to live the life you want and find success of your own. Sharon Salzberg said, Someone who has experienced trauma also has gifts to offer all of us. In their depth, their knowledge of our universal vulnerability, and their experience of the power of compassion. This is episode two of the Vulnerable Podcast with Brian Schulman. Born at one and a half pounds and barely breathing, he was literally a miracle baby, and the perseverance he had at that very moment would continue to shine throughout his life. In his adolescence, he suffered from a neurological disorder that wasn't even known at the time called Tourette's Syndrome which came with its own set of struggles and made it difficult for him to fit in socially. This wouldn't stop him though. He just decided to get comfortable with the uncomfortable and if you ask me, it's what's made him into the incredible human being he is today. He's been in the tech industry since it started its boom and on the internet since it was a green screen and chat rooms. He has more than 19 years of proven digital marketing and e-commerce experience strategizing with IR500 and Fortune 500 brands across the globe. A Forbes featured entrepreneur and LinkedIn top voice. He's now the founder and CEO of Voice Your Vibe, co founder of the We For She Summit, and is the founding member of a number of organizations, including Genuine Hero. He serves on a number of boards and is an advisor and mentor to startup founders and companies across the world. Through his workshops and one on one mastery coaching, he teaches teams within companies and individuals how to tell a story that people will fall in love with. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get vulnerable with Brian Schulman. Hey, Brian, how's it going? Uh, glad to have you on the podcast today and uh, glad that you're willing to share your story with my guests because yours is one that I'm positive can inspire uh, many of the people that are going to be listening to this. So uh, again, thank you for coming on. No, it's an honor to be here with you, buddy. And I'm, I'm so happy to be able to support you. Love what you're doing. Thanks. <laughs> oh. Hopefully, like I said, uh, this will this will go the way that I hope it will, and and you know we'll be able to help people together and individually as we already have been. So, so the the first question that I start every podcast with is, what is your definition of vulnerability? Yeah, um, I think it. <laughs> you're familiar with my story. I think some of your audience may be as well, but I think it really has to do with where I come from. So. Uh, I can try and do this the shortest way possible, but I think this story <laughs> is important because it helps you understand why. Uh, I'm a pound and a half miracle baby from the 70s that wasn't supposed to live, literally fought for every breath to make it into this world, and then grew up with a neurological disorder called Tourette's Syndrome, which are uncontrollable tics and twitches. So as a preteen, I was somersaulting from room to room, jumping up and down, making lots of auditory expressions or auditory noises, lots of facial expressions and sense neck, neck twitches, wrist flicking. A lot of these things would commingle as well. And the thing with Tourette's is that uh, not only are they uncontrollable, you're usually not aware that you're doing them. So um, I've spent most of my life getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Uh, and when we talk about the aspect of being vulnerable, uh, I think when you get vulnerable, that's when you, that's when incredible things can truly happen. Uh, it's hard to do. 
right? It's hard to put yourself in a state of vulnerability, to put yourself in a place where you're talking about true authenticity that comes out of you and you're not holding back your, again, I mean, vulnerability can be very uncomfortable uh, because you're kind of opening yourself up to anything possibly happening. But when you do that, as I teach people when it comes to LinkedIn and when it comes to video, when you get vulnerable, uh, those are some really special moments that can happen. And I got really vulnerable sharing my life story on LinkedIn of all places back in 2017 on video. And it was very uncomfortable. Um, but the response that I got because of it was incredible. All the support and the love and encouragement. And I think, again, when you, I'm kind of answering your question in a roundabout way. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> when it's you, fine. When, when you open yourself up, right? When you get vulnerable and you open yourself up to the possibilities of anything happening for the good, um, I think you have the ability to impact so many people in such a positive way. And that is something that's really important to me, um, which is why, you know, I always try to keep myself open to being vulnerable um, in as many situations as possible. Because when you do that, that's when you grow. That's when you learn again, getting comfortable, being uncomfortable, kind of putting those two things together. Um, yeah. So I don't know, kind of answers your question. Yeah, no, no, totally. And I, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. The last couple of years of my life have been some of the most uncomfortable and challenging years of my life. And it's also been where I've grown the most, grown the most. <laughs> but so I can totally agree with you on, on that. Um, I think you already sort of shared it, but let's sort of get into it a little more specifically, I guess. What would be, what would your, you say your earliest memory of going through a situation of vulnerability was? Mm, yeah. Um, and I, I think, so I've done this a few times and I want to do it for your audience because it's been really impactful. And I think it means so much more when it's coming out of someone else's mouth versus mm -hmm. your own. Yeah. So January of last year, my daughter walked into my office at home and she's about to turn 19. She just started college, which blows my mind. Um, and so she was a senior at the time and she walks in with this couple pieces of paper and the top of it said four-way speech contest essay. Uh, it was extra credit. And I didn't realize what it was when she handed it to me because I was in the middle of something. So I stopped and she said, I want you to read something. And so I want to read this because if I don't, I'll lose it. And it's no way other way for me to get through it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I think it answers your question in more ways than one. So bear with me here, everyone, uh, if you would. So it's entitled Live to Inspire. I don't know if you've actually heard this, Bri. So um, this story about to be told is about an extraordinary man, now 42 years young, who accepted all the obstacles life had to throw at him. Now, I know you may be thinking that everyone has different obstacles they just overcome throughout their life. So how is he different from you and I? Well, what makes this particular man different from you and I is the tactic he used when faced with these obstacles. What makes him different from you and I is that he took these obstacles and used them to help make a difference and inspire others to never let, to never let life get in the way of their greatness and achievements. What makes us different from everyone else is not the obstacles life throws at us, but what we do when faced with these obstacles. Will you choose to accept defeat or will you choose to persevere? 
May 13th, 1975, a child was born at Senior Side, a medical center in Los Angeles. And this child was born three months early, weighing a pound and a half. Because of that, was a premature baby. During the early 80s, he was diagnosed with Tourette's syndrome, which is a type of tick or, twic, uh, tick or twitch, involuntary repetitive movements and vocalizations type of disorder. And one day at camp, the counselor had to take this young boy to a payphone, tears streaming down his face, to call his mother because his neck was constantly snapping to one side over and over and over again. He went to various doctors who performed countless medical examinations to try and find a cure for his disorder. Every doctor said the same thing. He's fine, he'll grow out of it. And one day in fifth grade, he stood up in front of his entire class and shared with them what Tourette's syndrome was and what living with Tourette's syndrome was like. A huge weight was lifted off his shoulders once he shared his story with his classmates, his teachers, and the parents. And it generated many supporters, whether they be friends, parents, or, or teachers. Finally, a specialist at UCLA prior to this told him after being diagnosed, that he'd never be able to get rid of this disorder alone and suggested that he take a special drug called clonidine to help with the tics. Unfortunately, with this drug came horrible side effects. He made a conscious decision not to take the pills and try and master his condition through focus and determination. After a while, the tics started to diminish. And for the most part, all those tics that he had previously went, went, went away. No one knows what life has in store for them. All we can do is live until we're forced to face an obstacle in which we must make a choice to either overcome or accept the defeat. The Rotary four-way test demonstrates how one person can make a difference in the lives of others. With the experiences this boy had to face came a life lesson. With determination, perseverance, and support from others, anything can happen. Now 42 years young, this man chooses to use his story to make a difference in others' lives by inspiring people in times of uncertainty. He implements the Rotary's motto, service before self, by finding the light in those who cannot find it in themselves, supporting them through their tough obstacles. He helps lift people's spirits and hopes in times of hopelessness and despair. He helps people turn their ideas and dreams into realities. He helps build people from the ground up in hopes that they too will one day share their stories with others. He makes a difference in this world each and every day, which inspires others to make a difference as well. Who may you ask is this man? Well, he is my father. Out of all the lives he's made a difference in, I believe he's made the biggest difference in mine. He inspires me to never give up on what I believe in, to always do what makes me happy. But most importantly, to always live every day as if it were the last, because we're never guaranteed a tomorrow. As Gandhi once said, be the change you wish to see in the world. Making a difference in the lives of others is my dad's change. What will be yours? 
powerful. I think that is probably only the second time that I've heard that, but it's, uh, <laughs> I can understand why it's hard to get through. And I appreciate you sharing that. And, um, you know, that, like I said, uh, you know, if, if the, I guess if the inspiration and the, um, I don't know what the other word I'm looking for is here, <laughs> but if the inspiration that we can't give to the people that are closest to us isn't a sign of something that we're doing right, I don't know what is. Uh, and I've gone through that recently as well, but this isn't about me, it's about you. And again, I, you know, I just want to, want to thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. It, it, this isn't something that's easy to share. Uh, we talk about vulnerability, right? Like <laughs> here, I, here I am crying on your podcast. Um, you know, but again, like when you, I, I think the thing is, is for me, when I think about vulnerability and you can think about it in so many different scenarios, right? Um, I'll revert back to the talking about LinkedIn as we did, because that's where we met. Uh, and that's where I live every day. And, you know, showing up and being vulnerable can help not only you in so many ways, personally, emotionally, uh, and otherwise, but so many other people, you know, whether someone has gone through what you've gone through or not, there's as humans, we want to relate to one another. We want to help one another. We, you know, it, it, it's, and I do have a degree in psychology, but like, that's just a natural human thing. You know, we, we are feelers by nature and, and we do want to help people. And I think, you know, sharing and getting vulnerable, sharing things can do so much for other people. And I think when you kind of take it off of you and you think about it in terms of, okay, I'm going to get vulnerable here and talk about something or share something that's a part of my life or an experience that I've gone through, uh, or even more so before it even happens, think to yourself, okay, I'm going to get vulnerable in this moment and I'm going to get, uncom get comfortable being uncomfortable because I know that in doing so, I may be able to help someone else going through something that they can't get through. And yet by hearing a story shared, an experience that you've gone through, it's something that can help them going through an aspect of vulnerability that maybe they're holding back on. You know, maybe they're, they're going, yeah, I want to do this, but I can't. And I just, I, I can't get vulnerable like that. Or I don't want to do it in front of this audience. What's going to yeah. happen, you know? No, for sure. I think, and I mean, I've, I'm sure I've faced that a few times and, and I don't have near as much of a, a story as you do, but you know, I, I, I can understand where you're coming from. So when, what would you say helped you overcome a lot of these situations, you know, growing up? Cause I mean, you just listed off quite a few there and I'd just be interested to see what you, what you would attribute to helping you overcome a lot of what, what happened. Yeah. You know, uh, in a word, my mom, my mom is my genuine hero. She's here we go with the waterworks again. She's, um, <laughs> she's just the most amazing human being on the planet. And, you know, just being there for someone has such an amazing impact. Um, forget words. You know, uh, I, I came home from school crying one day, young, uh, probably mm, grade school. And, you know, I say to my mom, why does nobody like me and why does everybody keep making fun of me? Like, cause I truly just didn't understand. I didn't yeah. get it. Cause I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know about my Tourette's. I didn't, again, being unaware of it as part of, part of what Tourette's are. And she takes me to the bathroom and she sits me down 
she has this big mirror and she says, okay, I want you to see something. And she does every tick and twitch that I was doing at the time. And then when she was done, she said, okay, let her rip, whatever you've got, just let it go. Because the thing is, and this is something common I found with others that I know that have Tourette's, you know, you try and suppress it uh, because you, you already feel weird and different and you don't, you don't want to be called out. You know, you don't want to be stared at and looked at differently and thought about differently. You just want to blend in. You just want to be, be quote unquote normal. Right. And, um, and so when you suppress it, it's like a bomb waiting to go off. Eventually it's going to go off and it just explodes. Uh, and so I, I, I let it all out. And when we were done, my mom says, okay. And she put some music on and we started dancing. And this is my mom. Like, this is the kind of stuff she would do, you know? Um, and she was always so incredibly supportive in so many ways, you know, really involved in my school and she'd dress up for different functions and whatnot. And, you know, she just, she was just like, <laughs> it's funny. I never even thought about this. She was just like, I am all about bringing people together. You know, she, she had this, has this incredible way about her of, of bringing people together. And it's something that I'm known for uh, on LinkedIn and what Forbes had called me like the king of community, I think is what they said, um, which blows my mind. But, <laughs> but I, I, I think, yeah, I mean, I, my mom most definitely has had the biggest impact on my life and continues to on me for just so many reasons. You know, we, on a side note as parents, we're examples for our kids. We can say as much as we can, as often as we can. At the end of the day, it's the actions that we take that they pay attention to the most. And I certainly paid attention to that because I wanted to be my mom in dad form, being a parent. Um, and and for all the reasons, you know, with the huge heart that she has and just the scenario, situations she's gone through. And she's gone through so much just in the last couple of years as well. And, and I, again, from an action perspective, you know, I look at her and go, God, you were just one of the most amazing human beings I've ever known. And an example to me of, you know, that tenacity and grit and, you know, and it's okay to be vulnerable and that you can get through anything. And I think, again, when I, when I had that really vulnerable moment, just reflecting back, uh, making that very first video on LinkedIn back in 2017, like, I got really vulnerable. But it wasn't about me. And I think that's part of what helped me get through it. You know, because my why is to inspire one person a day in any form or fashion. Um, and I, I thought to myself, well, if I could get comfortable being comfortable and get vulnerable in this situation and just live in that moment, whatever it is that comes out and happens, just go with it and know that my vulnerability could potentially help one other person in some way. If it, it could inspire them to maybe do the same or or something that they're dealing with that they don't think they can get through and they get, they, if they just get vulnerable in the moment, they can do it and then know that they, then they could inspire somebody else, you know? Um, so yeah, my mom has had such an amazing and continues to have such an amazing impact on me. Um, you know, I could spend 
we don't have enough time to talk about how. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, definitely. And I, and I know that I mean, from having previous conversations with you and it's funny because yeah. as you were, you were speaking there and as you ended off, it was one of the things that I was going to say is that it sounds like how you overcame those situations was being comfortable, getting uncomfortable. Like when you talked about her just saying, go and like, you know, let it all out and stuff that would have, yeah. I can only imagine been uncomfortable, but you had to get comfortable with it. And, and luckily you had the support of her there with you to sort of, you know, push you through it. So uh, yeah, that's, you I'll, know. I'll share one more quick thing with you just in context mm-hmm. of my mom, the question and another scenario of vulnerability. So when I mentioned these drugs that I had, had taken, which were all testing, I mean, it, none of it was approved. It was all exploratory at the time in the eighties. And uh, I'm a Jewish Italian kid and I was getting ready to get bar mitzvah. I had to be in eighth grade, I think. And, uh, and there were going to be a lot of people at this, you know, this is, this, this, this is the coming out as a man type yeah, scenario. Yeah. And, and uh, I said, look, I, I can't, I had been taking these drugs for a couple of years and I said, I just, I can't take this medicine anymore. I would rather deal with the Tourette's and deal with the side effects. Cause I was falling asleep in class. Like it was an, it was a calming mechanism. Cause again, there's no cure for this neurological disorder, but it was a way to suppress it. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of times when you're stressed, that's when they get heightened. Um, so I had said this to my mom and like any amazing parent, she said, okay, um, are you sure? And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to support you no matter what. And I said, apparently what I said to her was, you know, they're all here for me. They know who I am. I'm okay with it. That was a really vulnerable scenario when I look back at it because getting in front of people creates a lot of stress, you know, standing up in front of my classmates in fifth grade and teachers and parents and telling them what this thing was, that it wasn't a disease and they weren't going to catch it. And you know, this is what it is. That was a very vulnerable moment. Uh, This eighth grade moment, a very vulnerable moment, writing a paper about it in, in eighth grade and in college, very vulnerable to put that out there, becoming a public speaker, extremely vulnerable you know and i still every single time i get up to speak in public and i've been doing it for years i just came back as i was telling you from a trip to uh new york newburgh new york where i was a speaker at orange county choppers the discovery channel show which was amazing we actually there were three of us that were speaking and it was um in the shop where they actually filmed the tv show and where they do all the work and you like every time before i get up to speak i get really nervous uh, and, and then once I start, it kind of goes away, but again, that kind of get comfortable being uncomfortable and, and being vulnerable in the moment. You know, I had a couple moments where I lost it when I was sharing some of my story and talking about my mom and, you know, and, and I think the thing is, is especially for speakers, when you get vulnerable in the moment, that's an incredible way to connect with your audience you know, to just kind of go with it and not know where it may go. Um, but it allows you to, to connect in ways that you never thought were, were possible. So as we're talking about it, as I'm thinking about it, you know, I've had so many moments of vulnerability in life, in business. My God, I've failed so much more than I've succeeded, uh, having been a part of helping build and growing startups for the last 20 years, some really vulnerable moments. Um, but I, I found that just from where I've come from growing up, and what I've been through and all the adversity and the bullying and all of that stuff that 
again, as I've shared, when you get comfortable being uncomfortable and when you get vulnerable in the moment and realize that, you know, I don't know, I've always told myself, it'll make a great story later. And I don't mean that in terms of sharing a story of boasting. I mean that from sharing a story to potentially inspire at least one person by doing that. Because I think we all can relate to people in so many different ways. And whether you've been through it or not, like that's irrelevant. It's that, it's that, wow, I, I feel that like I, that's incredible. And, and immediately you'll associate it to something that's going on in your life and go, wow, what? I've been sitting here this whole time going, I can't. And seeing what this person's gone through makes me feel like I can. Um, and I think we all go through that. So, so yeah. No, I, I, and I mean, you just basically summed up this whole point of the podcast. So maybe I should just make you the host. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, so I get, the next thing I would sort of want to get into because you've, you've, you've shared a lot and which I appreciate um, and, and, you know, how you've overcome it in the help of your mother and everything. But I want to know, like, what strength it presented in yourself? Like, what did you find in yourself? What strength did it create in you to, to start, you know, dealing with these situations and then push forward with everything else that you've done, you know, as a, as a you know, teenager and even into as an adult? Like, what strength did you find in yourself? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. So I think if I take it kind of aging up to today, right? So from, from a young age, um, courage, tenacity, grit, um, confidence. That's a big one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. Cause gosh, man, I when I think about growing up, you know, and I love stories because I think everyone can relate to stories. Um, and I didn't even remember this. I remembered the picture that my mom has that I made up on the wall. They're about the size of these, um, these pictures you see behind me. Uh, and for those of you who can't see, think poster size, about poster size um, images. I had made something in art class, uh, but before that, all of a sudden there were all these really dark and dismal images from a color perspective, just really dark colors. And it was like this switch just kind of flipped uh, and it happened for a while. And then all of a sudden one day I came home with this big, poster size it was supposed to be a fish it didn't look anything like a fish <laughs> but it was supposed to be a fish right in these really bright brilliant watercolors and I, I'm sharing this with you because my mom shared it with me because I had forgotten about it and it was she said all of a sudden it was just this all of a sudden and you kind of got out of this dark place you were in uh and I I think I think there's different moments in our life that we look at, right. That affect us in different ways. My mom showed me a picture of me in a, uh, I was a baby sitting on her lap. She was sitting on a couch and it was, it had to be Halloween because I was in this lion costume that I think she made. I mean, it looked like it was handmade. It was really cool. And I, and I, I never knew this. And I said to her, why did you put me in a lion's costume like and make it like of all things, you know, uh, for one of my first whatever Halloween costumes? And she said, because you're a fighter. Because you literally fought for every breath to make it into this world, breathing, not breathing. I mean, she told me stories where 
again, I'm the size of my hand, like body, my whole body, right? In an incubator strapped with all these wires attached to me, thick, you know, thick walled incubators. They weren't prepared for this stuff in the seventies. Um, these just really thick walled incubators. And I apparently kept trying to pull out all this stuff attached to me and they had to strap me down to keep me from pulling all this stuff out. You know, I had a preemie diaper on me that was up to my chest. That's how small I was. And so when I talk about from the very beginning, fighting, and I've been fighting my whole life, you know, I, I understand how precious literally every breath in my lungs is. So the words that I shared about, you know, fighting, courage, grit, tenacity, um, heart, you know, I think it's really easy for us to forget about the heart that beats every single day in our chest. You know, every couple fractions of a moment that keeps us living in so many ways, you know, physically, emotionally, psychologically. Um, and so different moments growing up, you know, uh, getting bullied, you know, and, and, and dealing with that. And again, my mom being there, you know, I had lots of friends, but I, I, I honestly, I didn't know a lot of times who my true friends were because it was a lot of tongue in cheek and making fun of me. Uh, and then a, a lot of times it was out of love, uh, <laughs> but I didn't know, you know, again, I just, I didn't know cause it, it happened a lot and it didn't matter where I was at school, at camp, wherever, you know, um, Fast forward, you know, a lot of that changed going into high school. Um, again, the ticks and twitches changed. And kids are kids, you know, uh, wear everything on your sleeves. There's no, there's no filter. It just all comes <laughs> out, you know. Um, dealing with that, you know, the, the verbal bullying, um, among other things, you know, it... it I don't know. I, I just kept going. You know, I just kept going. And I think when you have support in your life, it makes a huge difference. You know, like I said, I mean, my mom was there for me and I know she spent so many nights crying herself to sleep going, how do I help my kid? You know, I, cause like me, she wanted to make it better, you know, just like, I do with my kids whenever they go through something or something happens, you know, and it's a natural instinct. It's that, it's that parental instinct. Um, you know, but interestingly enough, if I fast forward kind of looking at the world of business, there's one time I ever talked about my life story and it was in the early days of my career. I didn't have much experience literally at all. And I went on these interviews. It was during the dot boom era and it was just a huge growing company in San Diego. And I figured, okay, well, uh, I got, I'll tell my story. What do I got to lose? I mean, I, yeah. it's about tenacity and grit and I can get through anything. I can learn, I can grow, like just give me a shot. Right. And I went with like eight different hiring managers, a bunch of different team members in between. And every time I was done sharing the story, I get the same response. Well, that's great, but why should we hire you? And I walked out of there with my head down, my tail between my legs. I didn't get the job. And I remember saying to myself, I'm never going to talk about that again. 
I didn't, I didn't want to earn something based on my, at the time, and honestly, up until 2017, I just kept thinking all I am is weird. I didn't want to be weird. I wanted to be normal. I wanted yeah. to blend in. I didn't want to stand out, if you will. Um, and so I never talked about it again at all. Like it wasn't anything that I had brought up until LinkedIn video. Now, don't get me wrong. There were a couple of moments along the way, probably on one hand, I can count the number of times where I might have shared some of that for various reasons. Um, classmate in high school, I walk by in the halls. Three different ticks he does, one right after the other. I immediately knew he had Tourette's, and no doubt in my mind. Came home from school, said to my mom, I, 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 one of my classmates has Tourette's, I know it. And he has no idea. His parents have no idea. And you know, we went through that too, right? And we went through a process to help, you know, to have a conversation with them. And that's a very hard to do. Uh, they wound up getting to UCLA, where I had gotten diagnosed as well. And we were able to help them. Right, what an incredible gift that I was given going through what I had gone through, being aware of what I have, this neurological disorder, being able to recognize it and being able to help someone because of it. Like to me, that was a gift. Um, so fast forward, LinkedIn, I got on in college and, you know, we talk about 2017 when I jumped on video. The response that I got from that, the love, support, and encouragement, you know, being a pioneer at that time of LinkedIn video, it meant everything in the world to me. I can't put into words how much it meant to me. Uh, as you understand what I've gone through growing up, hard making friends, fitting in, I was last kid picked for teams, all that stuff, you know, uh, it was hard. That support meant more to me than I think anybody truly understands. And it, it meant so much to me that I wanted to give it out to everybody and anybody that I saw taking a leap, right? Because as I keep telling you, getting comfortable being uncomfortable has had to do my whole life. The same thing has happened along my journey in business. And I've fallen and failed so many times. And yet all I knew was I just got to get going. I just have to get back up again, dust myself off and just keep going. No matter what it is that happens, no matter how many times I fall or fail, no matter, I mean, anything. And in doing that, by getting up every time, that I am succeeding. And I didn't know it at the time. It just was what I knew it was all I knew. Okay, I just got to keep going, no matter how hard it was, no matter how bad the situation was, just, just keep going. So moments growing up, moments in the high school, moments in the college, moments in business. But truly, Brian, like I found a voice I never knew I had when I got on video. I found bravery and courage in a way I never knew was inside of me. And I voiced a vibe that I never knew I had. You know, I had done it in so many other ways in giving out good and light and positivity because as again, as I shared growing up, lots of shifting moments like those, that drawing I was telling you about. I, in my head, I said, you know what? I don't ever want to treat anyone the way I've been treated. I don't want ever want anyone around me to feel the way that I felt. I want them to feel the opposite. I don't remember the exact moment of when that happened. It was, it was a younger age. Um, I think it was around high school because that's when I started to bring people together uh, and wanting them to feel good, right? And knowing that they walked away feeling better uh, and, and uplifted. 
And that was what I came to LinkedIn to do was I just, it wasn't about business. I wanted to make people feel good. I wanted them to feel uplifted. I wanted them to, to feel like they could do anything like that they didn't think they could do. Uh, and then it happened so many, so many ways. Usually it was through inspirational quotes and such. Um, and then when video happened, it changed everything because it, 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 I had to get really vulnerable and I had to get really uncomfortable being or get comfortable being uncomfortable because I had never done anything like that before in my life. But I looked at it saying like everything else, whether it was being doing public speaking internationally or whether it was going for a job I didn't think I was ready for, or didn't think I, I could do, or, you know, why would, why would I be able, you know, what, really, they want to hire me to do that. You know, it, if you get offered an opportunity to do something incredible, say yes and figure it out later because you're given those opportunities for a reason. I truly believe that we are put in situations for a reason. There is nothing that we are given in terms of situations that we cannot get through. We are put in those situations to be able to get vulnerable, to be really uncomfortable, no matter how bad they are, no matter how hard it is, physically, emotionally, psychologically, because I have friends who have shared stories with me where my heart is breaking hearing what they've been through. But me saying to them, you have got to share this story. You have got to share your voice because you are going to inspire so many people knowing that just hearing your story will have an impact on them in a positive way, if anything, to just know they're not alone. And as human beings, that's the other thing is we know we're not alone, but a lot of times it's so easy to forget that. I felt alone a lot of times in my life. It still happens to me, believe it or not. And that's not because I, it, it is that way. It's the exact opposite. But we feel that way sometimes. We just kind of go into our own bubble or crawl into our own hole or you know, put the turtle in the shell and, and just hibernate. And, and it's either because that's what you're used to. You know, I'm used to getting through things. Yes, my mom always there, but I'm used to getting through things on my own and have to go through things the way they have to be. It's never been easy for me. I, I, and I think mentality wise, you know, we can make a decision to go, okay, it doesn't have to be hard, but I don't know, in my case, Brian, like it's always had to be hard uh, because I think in my head, I've always said, but it's going to make a great story. And I, ha I can't go down the easy road. It's never been an easy road for me. Yet. Or I've never taken the easy road. I've had to go down the other road that's hilly and cliffy and rocky. And because, because, I think I just feel like I'm meant to go down that road. I'm meant to, to get through that hard to be able to potentially, the way I look at it now, to be able to potentially help someone else because of that. So um, I know I've kind of gone off on a weird. No, tangent, no, no, right? no. It's, but I, it makes I, you sense. know, I mean, even starting my own company, you know, I mean, I've, postpone that for years. I've been helping people do what I do for years, fortune executives and, and companies and teams. And it was never about money. I, I just wanted to help people. It's always been my thing. I just want to help people. I got my degree in psychology, not because I want to be a psychologist. I got it because I wanted to better understand myself because I didn't. And I wanted to better understand people, both 
why was I, why did people treat me the way they did on both ends of the spectrum? You know, um, and by the way, again, talking about being vulnerable, that video was so hard for me to make for so many reasons when I stepped out for the first time at that time in front of 500 million people and shared this really vulnerable place in my heart. Um, because LinkedIn is a business social networking platform. I'm going, throwing up air quotes for all those of you <laughs> listening, right? Predisposition. What are people going to say? What are people going to think? What's the boss at my company? I'm not going to say what's, I mean, my gosh, like what are my customers going to say prospects? Is this going to hurt me? And all I kept thinking was, this isn't about me. I need to do this because just like I've done throughout my career in the startup world, I never know what's going to happen. There's so many aspects of vulnerability. There's nothing that's determinable. It could literally start one day and then the next, but it's in a journey. It's all about the journey. And I know life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. So just go with it and have that experience. And don't think, well, where is it going to take me? A lot of creators I, I had talked to when we got started pioneering LinkedIn video, that question came up a lot. What are we doing? Why are we doing this? And I said, you're asking the wrong question. It's not what, it's just, we're on this journey. We're going to look back at this and go, wow, what an incredible journey we were a part of pioneering. You know, anyone that's done anything for the first time, man, do you go through struggles and pain and vulnerability and hardship because it's the first time it's being done. There's no map for it. You know, and I've spent my whole life doing that, literally like coming into the world. Like there was no map for me living the way I came in or getting through what I did or have and continue to go through with Tourette's because there was no roadmap for that. It was brand new video, brand new, like all of it. It's all so many firsts. And that's Brian, that's why I, and I've gone on a tangent a little bit, but I, that's why I love doing what I do. It's why I started my company. It's why I was inspired by others to do so, to be able to inspire people. You and I talked early days in your creator career and in your journey, and you've told me I've inspired you. I'm so humbled and grateful, and, and my heart swells when I hear that from people because that's, the thing, that's what matters most to me. It's not the boards I'm on. It's not the advising I do. The international speaking, the, my company, co-founding companies, all that stuff, it's not about that. It's, it's my legacy is to know that I've been able to inspire one person a day. And, and if, if that means it's inspiring you to get up after you've fallen 50,000 times, you know, you, you've gone through so much struggle in the last number of years and you've just kept going and gotten up and you've pushed through and your marriage is stronger than ever because of it. And you were stronger than ever because of it. And, and you got really vulnerable in this process and, and, and stopped and said, what's important to me in my life. And, and you reevaluated it and you, you, I'm so proud of you, man. Like right now what you're doing, I mean, this podcast, yeah. like everything you're doing and so many others along the way, you know, and having that impact on somebody's heart because that's what it is. This is not easy to do just like anything in life that you start or, or you go through and you, you, you find an inflection point and you go, oh man, I don't think I can take this next step. I don't, I don't think I can get to that top point that, you know, this top of this mountain and there's people behind you going, yeah, you can do it, you know? Or there's that one person that says, yes, you can. And you're not alone. Just get comfortable and get being uncomfortable and, 
take the step, take the leap. Because when you do that, you win every time you take the step, every single step, doesn't matter how big it is. Every inch, every micro inch matters. And that, that, that you take, whether it's forward or backwards, because you're moving. And if you just keep moving in that vulnerable moment, you're going to succeed whether you get to that quote unquote end goal that you're trying to get to or not. And you don't know it in the moment. And it's when you look back and go, wow, I look at all of these steps that I took. And if I can share that with someone and, 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 and let them know that happened and what you went through and inspire them, right, to just, just, just go. What's the worst thing that's going to happen to you? If you take this step and you get vulnerable in that moment, what is the worst thing that's going to happen in any scenario? Like worst, worst, you might die. That's that'd be the okay. worst. <laughs> right, that'd be the worst, right? Yeah. You, might, you might die. Okay. But for most people in the general scheme of things, that is not the answer to the question. Yeah. You might feel like you're going to die, but that's not what it, okay. So, and, and, and you'll more times than not look back and go, wow, look at what I did. It took me five months to make that very first video on LinkedIn. Five months to get comfortable being uncomfortable and finally take the leap and having my friend Goldie Chan give me a little nudge in the butt and go, go, you know? And once I did, I looked back and went, oh my God, why did it take me five months to do that? <laughs> you know, and yeah, it's usually yeah. like any first, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, why did it take me so long to do that? And I think if you remember that too, and I'm not going to lie, like I, I still have those moments in first where I'm waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for me to get vulnerable to just just go you know and then i go and once again i'll go oh my god why why did i wait again like i've, <laughs> I've been through the mental you know memory muscle like i've been through it already i've gotten through it why am i thinking that i can't get through it yeah. and so anybody that's listening i think it's just i just want you to know that when you get vulnerable, when you get comfortable being uncomfortable in whatever that moment is, and also know that you have a voice and a story that matters in whatever medium you're sharing it, if it's social, if it's literally sitting next to somebody on the park bench, you know, whatever, you know, you, you, you're driving out of the grocery store and you see someone that's homeless sitting on the side of the street with a sign, like, it's a human being that's gone through a lot of hardship in their life and they're struggling to get back to where they want to be. And a lot of times nobody's helping them. You know, all they need is some with someone with an ear, you know, they just want to feel human again. And again, you put that into any context and knowing that, as I always say, we're in it together. We're better together. When we come together, incredible things happen. You don't have to be sitting there by yourself going, I have to do this alone. I have to get vulnerable alone. I told you I was inspired by the other voices and stories that were being shared of people getting really vulnerable and personal. Michaela, Alexis, Swish Goswami. Um, my gosh, so many people in the early days of LinkedIn video for me that were sharing stuff that never had been shared before on LinkedIn video, let alone other places, but a business social networking platform broke the mold. And it inspired me to get vulnerable and get comfortable being comfortable once again in my life to share this story, not for me, not shining a light on me, because it's never been about me. I've made almost, 
I made 415 videos on LinkedIn since starting then, which blows my ever loving mind, you guys, because I never thought I'd make one. And it's always been every single time I've never made a video unless I'm inspired by something or someone. Otherwise, it's not genuine, authentic me. And I think it says a lot about why I showed up here in the first place 15 and a half years ago, every single day showing up. Why I decided to take the leap and get on video and just bring people together as I do in so many ways. Being positive, lifting people up. People ask all the time, my God, how are you so positive all the time? <laughs> the reality is I'm not. I'm not. But I make a choice to be, right? I can sit here and wallow in the moment or cry or scream or whatever's happening. And it's okay to do that. Give yourself 16 seconds, as my friend Jacqueline Way said, founder and CEO of 365 Give. Um, and I love you, Jacqueline. Like, give yourself, <laughs> give yourself 16 seconds. Take a moment and just, just let it out of you, whatever it is. And then you're done. And you move on right? We're human. It's okay to get, it's okay to have those moments of vulnerability, right? Vulnerability happens in so many different ways. Yeah. They happen for a reason. It's supposed no, to happen. Sure. I mean, I think, so there's, a, there's probably a, a hundred takeaways that we can take from that. And, and, you know, it's, it's, I, I'm sure that, you know, one of many or all are going to help the listeners. And the, the things that I would say that were the biggest ones for me from that um, one would be when you talk about the heart. Uh, I've realized recently when you think with the heart rather than the head, it, it's, it leads you in the right direction. So that's that's definitely a key one. And the other one that I would say um, really stood out for me was that you know you, when you talked about um, you know the the strength and courage. I think about like I don't know if you've seen the um, the Netflix special with Brene Brown, but she had, there's one line in there where it says where she I think she was in front of some. Uh, um, military officers and she asked about vulnerability and one of the officers stood up and he said you know there is no courage without vulnerability and there's no vulnerability without courage so what you said there I mean that's just my way of I guess uh, of summing it up a bit um, so the, the the one of the final questions there's there's a couple more but one of the final ones that I wanted to ask is is how would you say or sorry not how would would you say um, that you found success and fulfillment in life or are you still on the journey towards it it's always a journey like I'm Yes, I have, um, because I look at success in so many different ways. Success is the journey. Success isn't the end goal. Success is the journey. It's getting through the things that you're going through. It's getting vulnerable as you're going through them. And to your point, it is all about the heart. Right? Our voices come from our heart. It doesn't matter whether you're a human being, whether you're a brand, whether you're another company, what have you, like, it's all about the heart. Everything should come from your heart. So I, I, I believe if I look back and reflect, you know, the fact that I'm still alive and that I'm breathing because I know every breath I have is a gift, that's a win. Everything else is you know, icing on the cake. But there's so many things I can look at and say, you know, in terms of success and journey and all that, you know, I, I've raised good human beings, my kids, my monkeys, you know, they're, they're good people. You, I mean, the story I shared that my daughter wrote, I mean, that's, that was her, you know, all her. Uh, I walked up in her bedroom literally the other day. She has these chalkboards on her, uh, her closet that she made. 
and she just repainted them. And they've got these great quotes on them. Like I just saw it this morning. She just did it while I was gone over the weekend in New York. And I'm all about quotes. You know, you talk about the impact, right, of what you do and how you do it. I've been doing this stuff on LinkedIn literally every day, multiple times a day for 15 and a half years. And it's had an impact on her in a really positive way, the actions of, right? So I think just taking the steps, taking the steps in life, taking the steps in business, um, that's winning. That is success. Because every time you take a step, you're succeeding. And I think it's important for us to know that. Yeah. It's a good way to, good way to put it. Uh, definitely. And I mean, again, summarizes a lot of what you said previously. Um, so this one, uh, as one thing I want to try and do for everybody that's listening, obviously, and, and obviously, like I said, there's a hundred takeaways that they could take from everything that you've said today. But if you could give people three key takeaways um, from your journey and from everything that you've been through, um, you know, as they're going from that journey of struggle to success, what would three key takeaways be that you would, you would want to give to people? Um, I'm going to put it in the context of a story again, real quick. So a year ago, last June, I was at a, the largest conference in the world for video. It's called VidCon. Um, and I'd walked out of a, a session. It was actually for LinkedIn video creators that Goldie had put on. It was really cool. And out came a friend of mine, a fellow creator from another room. And it was, she said, you got to go next door and you got to tell your story. What's going on? She said, Viacom is doing a pop-up. It's all called Generation Change. And it's all about what do you want the next generation to hear? So picture you can do with a poster. And it said, you know, what do you stand for? And I said, voiceless and differently able. Because I, I was voiceless, felt voiceless as well. And I am differently able. And then they interview. I'm talking full setup, big camera, big boom mic, all that. It was terrifying. Really, <laughs> I was terrified. I really was. I walked in there with my, my LinkedIn son, Q, Quentin alums. Uh, and he went first and I saw you right here. I'm supporting you. And he walked back and I said, look, I'm terrified to do this, but I feel like I need to do this. I need to get vulnerable. I got to do this. Got in front of the camera. I had no idea what questions they were going to ask. was trying to make that out. It wasn't going to happen. So I was really vulnerable. And they got to this question. They said, what do you want the next generation to hear? And I felt like I was 13 years old again in my Tourette's body at its height. And I said that you matter that you're loved. I shared part of my story and, and that you have a voice and a story that matters. Um, and some other things too. But I think, and the reason I'm sharing that is because it's easy for us to not think that we're brave, that we don't have the courage to do and to take those steps and it can be really hard to get vulnerable. And so what I want everyone listening to know is that you are brave, that you are a fighter, that you do have courage in you because that is what your heart is full of bravery and courage and tenacity and grit and vulnerability for the good and and that you can do anything you can accomplish anything it's not going to be easy it's not meant to be easy it's the hard that makes it great it's the hard that helps you get through it, believe it or not, and that you look back on and then say, I got through that moment. Because the next time, I want you to do something. The next time you have a moment where you don't think you can get something, when you're in the thick of it and you're sitting there down on yourself going, how am I going to get out of this quicksand? 
I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't think I can do it. Pull out your phone. Make a quick video in that moment and get vulnerable. Just for you, if anything. Just for you. Tell it yourself how you're feeling at that exact moment. And keep it in your phone. Because I guarantee you that you will get through it. And the next time you get into another moment where you say the same thing to yourself and go, I don't know how the hell I'm going to get out of this quicksand. I don't know. I'm so stuck. I did all those things that you felt before. Heart that video so you can go back into your favorites and watch it and remember that you got through that. You're going to get through this and you're going to get through the next 5, 10, 20,000 times it happens to you because you're never given anything that you can't get through. You're meant to be put in that scenario, at that moment, at that time, however crazy it is, however hard it is, and you don't think you can get through it, you can get through it. And you don't have to get through it alone, but you will get through it. Awesome. Awesome. Again, great way to, to sort of finish things off. Uh, so the last thing is not really a question, but it's something I want to give everybody that's on the podcast an opportunity to do because you've obviously, you know, shown uh, a huge um, you know, you've given me the time and everything to, to be on here. And, and I really appreciate that. So the last thing I'd like to do for everybody is just give them a few minutes to just plug or, or promote anything that they want to promote. So Mike's yours. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm the founder and CEO of Voice Your Vibe. And our company is literally all about teaching people how to tell a story that, uh, that everyone will fall in love with. And, and it is catered towards LinkedIn because most people just don't get that. They don't understand the word love. They don't get associating that to LinkedIn. Certainly have a hard time understanding how to show up in this business social networking platform. And it's all about being human first. And I love teaching people, companies, teams, brands, how to do that from the heart. Uh, because when you do that, just like I have and what it's done for me, it's changed my life in so many ways that I can't even begin to describe, but it's all about the people. And it's all about the hearts of all these amazing human beings on this platform, 640 million people that are here, 250 million that are quote unquote active and less than 1% that are actually creating content. You have an enormous opportunity to show up and just be you and get vulnerable and get comfortable being uncomfortable because people do business with people they like, know, and trust. And the reality is people have to fall in love with you before they're gonna to listen to what you have to say. So as I shared with Brian a long time ago, be you, share you, share your voice, share your heart. You will relate to people. And that's where it starts. That's how relationships start. It's how business starts. Um, so I am here to help. Uh, if you wanna schedule a time and to do a free consultation, I make myself available because I'm involved in everything that I am. Uh, this is really important to me. Uh, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching with leaders across the globe uh, and with teams. So you can go to Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y dot com forward slash voice your vibe. And you can schedule a free 15-minute consultation with me. And we can talk about any of this stuff. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's the biggest. I mean, I just want to help as many people as I can. Like it, it, that's, that's what it's about. It's uh, because it, it will literally change your life. Just as it has mine, just as it has Brian, Natalia, who's guest on your show as well. It's changed all of our lives uh, because of the people. So if you walk away from anything <laughs> in terms of what I've just shared and go, wow, this LinkedIn thing isn't what I thought anymore. This is like full on engagement platform and it's about being human and people and 
I got to hop on there and, and start showing up. Yes. And I'm here to help you take the leap. And I'm here to help be behind you and right next to you, charging up the mountain and support you and give you the bravery and, and courage that you need to do that and help you strategize on how to help you find those stories inside of you. Cause most people, Brian, you know, they hear my story and go, well, I don't have a story to tell. I didn't almost, <laughs> die, I didn't almost die like you and all these things. Yeah. I said, no, everyone has a voice in a story that matters and a voice in a story that can positively affect and impact others in ways you never thought were possible. Um, so voice your vibe, you'll attract your tribe. Happy to help anybody that I can. Uh, and, you know, keep an eye out because I'll let you know all the other things I'm involved in. If it's speaking engagements or wherever I am doing workshops or some exciting stuff coming. So uh, I'll keep you posted on it. Awesome, man. Awesome. And again, uh, you know, I just, I got to thank you again. I mean, for coming on, obviously, but I think more so just for, you know, the, the friendship that we've had over the last couple of years, the friendship that we've grown, your willingness to always, you know, just put it out there and, and share with others. And I mean, it's, it's inspired me, like, like you had said earlier. Um, and, and on top of that, I mean, it's just, it's just good to have people like you around. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, like you said, a lot of times throughout this interview, a lot of times we feel alone. And when you realize that you're not, and you realize that there's other people out there that are experiencing the same things as you, worse than you, you know, whatever case it might be, it, it definitely helps. So again, thank you a ton for, you know, everything, my friend. Oh, thank you, my friend. I really appreciate you. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for you for so many different reasons. Thank you for having me on your show. Uh, I, I hope that this is helpful for folks. And Again, I can't thank you enough. So I love, love you and everything you're doing. So everybody that's out there listening, support this guy because he's got the biggest heart in the world. And, and he just keeps getting up uh, and keeps going and, and is vulnerable every step of the way. And I, I love this podcast and what it's about and, and why you're doing it. So thank you, buddy. Uh, I appreciate that again, my friend. Take care. All right. Thank you for listening to The Vulnerable Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps get the word out and means more than you know. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at vulnerable.podcast or on Facebook and LinkedIn by searching Vulnerable Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at the B-E-L-M-E-D-A, that's the B-E-A-L-M-E-I-D-A, or by searching my name on Facebook and LinkedIn. If you know anyone with a great story of going from struggle to success, please let me know as I would love to interview them for the show. I appreciate you taking the time to listen and see you next week.